Through their investment in the corn checkoff, Minnesota's corn growers are fueling research that builds a more sustainable future for farmers and all Minnesotans. Each month, we will be speaking with the researchers who are leading the projects helping farmers become better stewards of the land and developing new markets that increase profitability. Today, we're talking to Bruce Potter, Extension Integrated Pest Management Specialist with the University of Minnesota. Bruce, I'd like to spend a few minutes talking about some a collaboration that, that you have had with the Minnesota corn growers, uh, a way to uh, get more resources in the hands of producers really is what it looks like to me, more growers as far as getting surveys out that have to do with, with pests that you commonly see in Minnesota cornfields. So uh, what's this project all about? Well, basically we work, we're working on uh, trying to develop some tools and some mechanisms uh, to do a little better job of providing some early warning uh, for crop uh, crop pests, and, and in this case, corn, um, we're looking at uh, being able to look at uh, populations year to year, look at historical levels, and, and the ultimate uh, goal is to determine uh, risk for producers. Um, also, doing uh, looking at doing some models for um, how far along uh, insects should be at particular times. Uh, like just like the crop, they develop according to temperature, so we're Experimenting, running some uh, degree day models, and and uh, giving people a little better handle on on what what uh, time of year people should be out scouting. Uh, and then the final part of that is trying to look at some ways using uh, uh, studies with uh, fungicides on you know which particular diseases um, and where where in Minnesota those diseases for corn are at, and and uh, you know how can we uh, address those with uh, management. Sounds like pretty thorough surveys, and and the more detailed, the better, I would assume, because you're you're really trying to pinpoint some specific uh, pressures, uh, timing, conditions. Uh, it sounds like you need all that detail. Well, yeah, we do, and and uh, that's that's kind of the struggle is is trying to get those systems in place. Um, you know, so we're looking at uh, using some you know cooperators that are helping us uh, trap migratory insects, and in this case, it's black cutworm. And uh, armyworm with uh, black cutworm, cutworm, we're using pheromone traps. Uh, armyworm, we're using light traps and pheromone traps. And the idea is to find out when those insects are flying. Uh, in the case of cutworm, then we can we can use degree days to determine uh, how what time of year or how or what uh, how late or excuse me, we use uh, can use degree days to do, for to help guys determine when they should be out in the field scouting. And also when uh, those larvae should be developed enough that they can uh, kind of take a take a breath because the the risk is gone the larvae are pupating. So it's it's that's one part of it. Um, the other part is doing some surveys in the fall for uh, for uh, corn borer and looking at uh, overwintering populations. Guys are uh, trying to save some money, and some are using less BT, so we're trying to help them gauge their gauge their risk with that. And uh, we're also doing some work with uh, corn uh, corn rootworms, and uh, again using cooperators and, and trying to get a handle on um, are those populations stable? Are they going up or going down? So uh, it's it's uh, it's a lot of work. Uh, it's actually kind of uh, it's kind of actually interesting work, and, and just trying to put these different pieces together is is uh, is kind of a uh, it's a tough job, but it's kind of enjoyable if we can get the product out to the growers participation as you know is essential how how have growers done as far as uh, not only 
returning these surveys but filling them out with the detail that, that you really need? Well, when we're talking about surveys, we're talking about actually going out in the field and, and looking for insects. Uh, it's not necessarily a paper paper form, uh, but growers have been real supportive as far as uh, letting us know where uh, non-BT fields are at that we can go and look at, uh, for example, in the fall, uh, look at uh, European corn borer, look for populations. Um, we've got growers that are helping uh, run some pheromone traps for black cutworms, and, and consultants are doing this also. So, um, it, when, you know, we're talking about uh, actually getting getting some some field observations on insects. We can run a lot of you know all kinds of predictive models, but uh, somebody's actually still got to go out and, and look in the field to make sure the insects are are there or how bad they are. So the cooperators then that, that you're talking about participation in that regard are are, are you looking to to really expand the, the acres that are getting surveyed? Are you at a comfortable number now? Um, I guess, how, how broad is the scope and how much broader would you like it to be? Well, we, I mean, we can always use, uh, use more data. It's better than uh, less data. And right now, we're still, still uh, refining how we, get, how we uh, can best do these surveys. Um, we've been getting some good information on uh, where some of these non-BT fields are at that, that we have some permission to look at. And, and if you're looking at uh, insects that BT is effective on, and corn borer is one of those, um, you know, if you're not very likely to find those in, in, uh, in, in a BT field unless they're resistant, we don't have that issue, at least not yet in Minnesota. But there's got, we are seeing some increases in these fields that guys don't have BT and haven't had them for for a while, and and so we're trying to keep an idea or get a handle on on where those populations are and in in what areas of the state they're they're increasing in. Yeah, we've talked quite a bit about um, the farm economy and and farmers really trying to scrutinize every dollar and uh, really when it comes to pest management, you don't want to paint with a broad brush. You want to be as efficient as possible and so data like this is going to allow farmers to do that and uh, that in itself Bruce really speaks to the value of this information. Well I, I certainly hope that uh, that we're, we're uh, helping uh, guys with their bottom line and and, uh, and uh, this is kind of a uh, interesting project in that we're having to do particularly because we've got uh, um, varieties that are resistant to particular or hybrids that are resistant to particular diseases we've got uh, um, um, BT uh, corn out there and trying to figure out how to get that mix of how many BT fields to non-BT fields we need to look at how we get uh, a look at uh, susceptible varieties versus or hybrids versus resistant hybrids to disease it's, it's, it's a little bit of a challenge and uh, you know I think down the road when you mentioned uh, people filling out surveys, I think one of the things we need to really get a better handle on is uh, how much BT corn or non-BT corn is planted in different areas of the state to help help make a little more sense of, of what numbers we're seeing with, uh, with field observations. Is there a, a central place where you're compiling all of the data from these surveys? So if someone wanted to go online to, to look at uh, the information, they can do that. Uh, where would you point people? Um, well, for the black cutworm, there's a there's a website uh, that that I kind of maintain. I'm kind of coordinating that data for the last few years, so they can look at 
at maps at, at what's available on the web is county resolution uh, you know where where uh, black cutworm uh, captures have had uh, if you go to the southwest research and outreach center website and look under pest management um, there is a there's a series of uh, newsletters uh, every year on on what black cutworm flights are doing uh, we don't have a website right now for corn borer um, survey data, but we have put out newsletters. We do that every at the end of every fall when we do the fall survey as far as what populations are like. Uh, there's a website uh, it's called the VegEdge, University of Minnesota VegEdge, where guys can look at uh, moth flight data for European corn borer, armyworm, uh, corn earworm, and it'll give... Uh, give them more, uh, what we're catching in the black light traps and it'll also uh, there's also a spot where they can look at degree day development and they can look at uh, you know what uh, you know when they should be when they should be scouting for the different corn board generations and maybe spend a minute or two bruce talking about the the importance and the value of having a, a commodity group like the minnesota corn growers that that wants to partner with the university and wants to get the, the research out into the hands of growers. I mean, that, that has to really mean a lot to, to you and, and others at the university. Oh, it definitely does. I mean, it, it's good to have the support, um, you know, and, and, and hopefully we're, we're able to provide value, uh, in, at least on the development end of some of these things. Uh, you know, we're corn, um, the corn farmers are of Minnesota are the ones that ultimately use that are going to use that information, whether they use it directly or, or, or have somebody advising them uh, and, and using that information to help them with their scouting. So it, it's very valuable. Uh, hopefully we can continue to improve this down the road. In fact, we just had a, had a conference call uh, uh, earlier in the week uh, trying to look at way, exploring ways to set up a more comprehensive system where we can get a more one-stop shopping uh, network for corn and other crops uh, for both historical data, real-time data, and predictive models. Anything else on the on the survey subject that you want to make sure we talk about today? No, I didn't, uh, well, yeah, there, one, one thing would be uh, we're getting going to be st uh, starting a corn rootworm survey in, in about a month, uh, a little bit after the corn starts to silk. Um, and we're also always curious for interested in guys that have non-BT corn that, uh, you know, that they wouldn't mind if we took a peek at for uh, corn bores later on in the fall. Uh, if they do, they can uh, just send me an email. And that's at bpotter. It's bpotter at umn.edu. Or you can go to the website, uh, the Southwest Research and Outreach Center, and, and, uh, and uh, find me there as well. To learn more, visit mncorn.org.